And now the introduction of our chapel speaker today is Pastor Stephen Brown. Stephen G. Brown has served in full-time ministry for over 25 years, most of that time serving students and young adults. He has a passion for engaging people who may be overlooked and for providing support and guidance toward purpose and fulfillment. In February of 2011, Stephen was elected to be the lead pastor of Greater Bethlehem Baptist Church of East Dallas. He has been fortunate to speak at numerous conferences, revivals, and crusades from South Dallas to West Africa. For the past year and a half, Stephen has served in our career services and alumni placement office, helping connect with students and alums. Stephen was formally trained at Morehouse College. Where is that, Steve? Atlanta. I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, Morehouse College and Dallas Theological Seminary, where he earned a Bachelor of Arts and a Master of Theology, respectively. He is joyfully married to Dr. Nicole T. Brown, a pediatrician, and she is joining him today. Would you wave, please? And we'll welcome you. And they have one son, Stephen Nicholas, uh, who is 13, and one daughter, Simone Elise, who is eight, and she is here also. Yeah. And also his mother-in-law, Stephen's mother-in-law, Dr. Bobby Lowe, is here as well, if you would raise your hand. God bless you. So please join me in welcoming Pastor Stephen Brown to our chapel today. Thank you, my brother. God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor Joe. Life is a continuous process of getting used to things we hadn't expected. Life is a continuous process of getting used to things we hadn't expected. My plan was to come to Dallas, DTS, earn my Master of Theology, and then return to Houston to fulfill my calling and to live my life, my plan. How we respond to the knows of life will determine how we stride with the flow of life. You see, beloved, each of you possesses the plan, capital T-H-E. <laughs> it has been prayerfully pieced together, affirmed by elders and pastors, stamped by registrars and advisors, and I've simply come to implore you to hold those plans loosely. I am convinced that the Lord wants us to be more fluid and less rigid with our plans. Life is a continuous process of getting used to things we hadn't expected. The Apostle Paul in the second missionary journey makes his way in Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Acts chapter 16, verse 6, we connect with the Apostle Paul in the second missionary journey. Follow me at verse 6, if you will. It says, they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia. They had been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they came to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision in which a Macedonian man was standing and pleading with him, come over here to Macedonia 
and help us. After he had seen the vision, we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Here it is, beloved. The power of the pivot. The power of the pivot. Here's the big idea. God's will is revealed when we demonstrate movement and obedience. God's will is revealed when we demonstrate movement and obedience. Paul is walking in his purpose as a gospel globetrotter, a planting churches throughout the provinces of Rome. He has his crew by his side and the Holy Spirit on the inside. He's picked up young Timothy and has plans to go to the province, Roman province of Asia. Beloved, Paul has plans. Life is a continuous process of getting used to things we had not expected. Verse 6 says, they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia. They had been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Get this down, beloved. No does not mean stop. Or if I were in my church, I'd have you repeat that after me. Repeat this. Say, no does not mean stop. Third time's a charm. No does not mean stop. The text says the Holy Spirit forbade them to speak the word in Asia. Now, let's clarify as much as we can. We, we don't know how, but we know who. <laughs> we don't know how Paul was, was forbidden, but we know who did the forbidding. We can speculate. Perhaps it was opposition, financial difficulty troubling spirits, or some other method. All we know is that God had other plans for the gospel to be preached there. No does not mean stop. The Holy Spirit says no, leaving Paul with an option. Pout or press. Hmm. Jonah pouted. Paul pressed. No, it's about movement and obedience. No does not mean stop. The Holy Spirit told Paul no, but didn't tell him to stop. So Paul and his crew, they kept pressing. They, they kept trying. They kept working. They kept thinking. They kept praying. I've discovered that when we're not led by God's Spirit, we will resist his commands to pivot and ultimately misinterpret no's as stops. But the text is moving, verse 7. It says, when they came to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. The Holy Spirit forbade them, verse 6. The Spirit of Jesus did not allow them, verse 7. No does not mean stop. Also, no does not mean quit. I think you're ready. No, no. does not mean quit. Y'all about Baptist now. Hey, Amen. <laughs> One commentator states, the missionary journeys of Paul reveal an extraordinary combination of strategic planning and sensitivity to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. 
Again, y'all, Paul is doing God's work. And yet, even in that capacity, we learn that we'll still face opposition. Don't quit. Most of us are accustomed to the nose of correction. When God sends something to get us back on track. Others of us are familiar with the nose of perfection. When God sends something to develop our faith. I submit there's a third no, and that, that, that no is the no of direction. When, when God hinders our path to put us on another path. And far too often, we miss what's next because we are distracted by what's being missed. Paul and his crew, they keep moving. Remember, God's will is revealed. When we demonstrate movement and obedience, Paul doesn't quit. Just because he is being opposed by the same power that enabled him to minister, it is always too soon to quit. To quit on God, to quit on your studies, to quit on your families. It's always. Too soon to quit. I've discovered when we quit, we leave all of our potential out there in the atmosphere. Untapped, unused, unfulfilled. Dr. A. Lewis Patterson Jr. puts it this way. He says, when you step out of God's will, you step in God's way. Oh, they didn't get it. Let me try this out. When you <laughs> step out of God's will, you step in God's way. When you try to take matters into your own hands, when you disregard the unction and prompting of God, when you ignore what, what mature believers are speaking into your life, you are literally getting in God's way. Paul keeps pressing. No does not mean stop. No does not mean quit. Verse 8. Passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision in which a Macedonian man was standing and pleading with him, cross over to Macedonia and help us. No. Quite often means wait. No. Quite often means wait. It's an issue of both timing and placement. Paul had a vision in which he sees a man who invites him into Macedonia. And he is asking Paul by name to help him. No means wait. When we wait, our strength is renewed. When we wait, our vision is clarified. When we wait, our plans are reaffirmed. See, God continued to speak to and through Paul because Paul didn't get an attitude with the no's in his life. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. See, this, beloved, is the power of the pivot, holding our plans loosely so that God can edit at his discretion. I submit to you that the power of the pivot is released by the power of the Spirit. Paul knew he was called to help. He knew he was called to spread the gospel, to plant churches, and yet even this good work 
needed to be guided and guarded by God. No means wait. Old preacher said, the only thing worse than not waiting on God was wishing you had. They got it. Verse 10, after he had seen the vision, we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia. I read that too fast. After he had seen the vision, immediately we made efforts to set out for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. No does not mean stop. No does not mean quit. No quite often means wait. Finally, go means go. <laughs> the vision is received and obeyed. They go based upon Paul's vision and their conclusions. They go. Go means go. And you better believe they went, preaching the gospel, planting churches, and in the fullness of time, Paul made his way to the Roman province of Asia. Also notice the pivots in the text as the triune Godhead provides guidance. Verse 6, the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, the Spirit of Jesus. Verse 10, God himself. So I've come by just to remind you, beloved that God's got you. I know, you, you made your way to chapel this morning, you limped in here, hot and frustrated, sneezing and coughing, I get it. And you're trying to figure out what is this I've gotten myself, my family, and my kids into. I'm here to let you know God's got you. Whether you came from across the street or across the world, God's got you. But you've gotta understand that as you walk with him and heed his guidance, then and only then will you win the prize. Life is a continuous process of getting used to things we hadn't expected. My plan was to come to Dallas, DTS, earn my Master of Theology, and then return to Houston to fulfill my calling and to live my life. My plan. My plan omitted my wife and ultimately my children. My plan omitted the pastorate that I'm privileged to serve. My plan omitted my appointment that I shared with you fine people on today. The power of the pivot. God bless you.